welcome to another episode of the Gering series of, of Love, Leah. And I'm so, so like beyond excited to have my guests. Um, I'm really, really like just excited to have you. So welcome on Love, Leah and on the Gering series. And thank you so much for being here, first of all. Um, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Like, how can I do such a series without you on it? <laughs> um, maybe to start, can you tell the ladies a bit about yourself? Okay, so hi, my name is Yael Yudit. Um, I'm Filipino. I'm a Filipino convert. Um, I'm from LA. I converted three years ago and life has been good and better since then. <laughs> it's only good things, right? Not only good yes. things, but mostly good things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so like you always introduce yourself like um, you're from LA. Were you grown, did you grow up in LA? Like, did you grow up in a Jewish environment or? No, actually I grew up in, I grew up in the Philippines. I personally didn't know anything about Jewish till I came here in Los Angeles. Really? I didn't, yeah, I didn't know what Holocaust was. I didn't know what anything, anything Jewish. Wait, I didn't, they, don't, I, they don't teach that in like the Philippines? Like I've never been to the Philippines. No. I always thought that it was like super beautiful, but I don't know like a, a lot about the culture or how how it is there. So, so in the Philippines, it's because um, it's basically 95% Catholic. Um, we don't really talk about, we talk about a lot of stuff in the Bible. So I'm very, not well-versed, but like I'm, I know who, Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov are all our mothers, Moshe. I know all of those in a Catholic perspective. However, we don't ever really talk about um, Judaism because when they hear like the word Judah, it's kind of like funny because I'm teaching in um, what I've learned from Catholicism. So, you know, like, I don't know if you know, but like in the 10 apostles, Judah was like the one who um, betrayed Right, right. Now did you say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, that's true. Well, they think that's like the same Judah from like the 12 tribes. So for them, that's like a bad connotation. So when I told them that I'm going to convert to Judaism, they're like, what? No, no, no. It's like the different, it's a different <laughs> totally different story. <laughs> wow, really? That's like so yeah. interesting. So you, you came yeah. here like... I'm just want to imagine it a little. I'm a visual person, okay? I just want to yeah. imagine. You came here. How old were you when you came here? I was 14 years old. I okay. was 14 years old. Yeah, I was in high school. No Jewish, nothing. <laughs> and, and you came into high school and then you first saw a Jew, like in your high school? Or where? when was the first time that you saw like a Jew or something Jewish related? Okay, so <laughs> actually the first time I saw a Jewish guy was when I went to nursing school. And that was when I was like 18 years old. Um, he was like wearing a kippah and he was like telling like our teacher that, oh, I can't come. Cause you know, in a nursing school you have to like, especially if it's an accelerated school, we have to be in school like every day, six times a week. So he was like, oh, I can't go like Friday and Saturday. And in my head, I'm just like, wait, hold on. Are we able to do that? I also do want to go Friday and Saturday. <laughs> What do I need to do? And then apparently because of Shabbat, that's you need why to come, become Jewish. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> like, what you let, me, <laughs> let me like tap on that a little bit. Let me learn that. But no, um, I didn't. I wasn't really interested. I was just like really curious. I was like, wow, really interesting. So I start. I actually started asking him about it. About the first thing I asked was conversion, and I told him like, um, what was his name? Yitzchak. Um, Why? Yitzchak you don't said, remember? Like, it's really crazy. <laughs> um, I asked him, like, Yitzchak, like, how do many people convert in Judaism, like, in Christianity? And then he told me that, no, actually, it's the opposite. If, For example, if people want to convert, we try actually to convince them not to convert. That's how he said it. And I'm just like, oh, wow. You don't, like, go knock to knock, door to door, ask, like, hey, this is the thing this is what you should believe in. and then he's like no we don't do that like it's a really hardcore process so I'm just like oh okay all right cool I respect that 
Wow. So that was actually like your first, like... That was my first touch. encounter of what Jewish is. Wow. Wow. That's like so like insane to think about that you never like knew yeah. basically Judaism existed, right? Yeah, do, exactly. Do you feel that that was an advantage or a disadvantage for you? Um, would I say that it's a I would say, I like, mean, honestly, I don't know. Because like you didn't really have prejudice, right? Mm -hmm. Did you? Like towards Judaism or Jews? No, I, I just never knew about them. Like I, I respect any, because I'm very, I'm a very free and hippie person before. So in my head of like, oh, whatever you are, color, religion, I respect you, I love you. That's how I was before. Right. And that's I was very- how you I, are. I feel like that's still how you are. Like you, you, you're that kind of person, um, like you do you and I respect you and I love you in yeah, any way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So long as you respect me, then I respect you. I think that's a good rule of thumb in life. Right. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I, ne I never really, at that time, I never really like paid attention to it as much till I met my husband. Right. Yeah. So that was the, f the second thing that happened. Or did so, you have anything in between? Like, no, actually, I, di I didn't really have, I've dated a couple of like, Jewish guys in the past, but they they weren't religious at all, and they grew up here in America, so no nothing of Shabbat, no sort of like that. But when I met Shai, how did you meet? That, oh, <laughs> okay. So since it's only women who listen to this, I met him on Tinder. Okay, and then <laughs> what happened? So you went so, to the no, so. We actually just FaceTime in the beginning first. Okay. And I didn't know, like, I, did, I thought he was, like, a different race at that time. I actually thought that he was, like, Arab. Like I said, I have no experience with, like, Israeli Jews at that time. Um, so, yeah, so basically he said that, no, I'm, I'm Jewish. I'm from Israel. And then when he said from Israel, like, oh, Israel, Jerusalem, Holy Land. <laughs> And he's just like, yeah, I, I'm like 30 minutes away from it. I'm like, oh, wow. That's I would so, want to go. That's so funny that you say that because I actually had another guest and she said like, oh, my husband said that he was like from Israel. And I was like, oh, like, and that's when she made that, that click, like, okay, you're my husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that he would be my husband at that time, but I was right. I was like, oh, wow, I... I've never dated someone from the Holy Land. Let's see how this is different. Yeah, maybe it's and, a little bit more holy. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Baruch Hashem, you know, five years later. Baruch Hashem, yeah. yeah. Who knew, right? Who knew? <laughs> so, and then what happened? Like, how did you, like, was your husband religious at the time? Or, like, what happened? He, he wasn't religious at all. Otherwise, he wouldn't be <laughs> dating me. Um, but he was... Um, traditionalists I would say they would do Shabbat not like orthodox Shabbat but they wouldn't work on Shabbat um we'd still have like Friday Kiddush would do like the Brachot and everything so I that's actually that's where in some ways I kind of like fell in love with Judaism because I let I'm, I'm an only child all my life for the last the last 14 years I've always been eating alone Or like I would see my family all together during Christmas or Thanksgiving. But other than that, I don't see them, talk to them, connect with them at all. But then when I saw like, you know, Israelis doing Shabbat, it kind of like dawned on me like, oh my gosh, I want, if B'zeth Hashem in the future, if I'm going to have a family, I want something like this. Like, you know, you can do whatever you want during the weekday, but then we have that like one day where we like all sit together, eat, right. have food you know, connect with each other, communicate. So yeah. I think that's the first time I actually ever considered like converting. Right, right. Yeah. Right, because your husband is Israeli, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's so interesting though, because like, it's funny because my husband obviously is also Israeli. Um, but my husband, like I would say that he was traditional, but he, mm -hmm. he worked like on Shabbat before um mm -hmm. like you know it shouldn't be again but uh like in the past like before, 
everything he worked in on Shabbat and it, we, that that we met like that he he lived here obviously by himself all his family lives in Israel um we never like the like kiddush or Shabbat or something like you know like um yeah. so I don't know like if that was the same for you or like there was there were, uh, there was a bit more tradition in um no it's basically the same like we wouldn't work but we would go out we'd go right like, right you know do do no i guess do secular things right so right that's so, that's in our in, in our way like that's relaxing for us at that time right you think it's relaxing but it's really not like you know <laughs> it's funny because i read something about it and it said like you know a person they they have the weekend right and they say like oh on the weekend i will do these things and these things and you think like they're actually you're actually like doing you're having free time between like brickets but <laughs> really you're working harder you're just working for free and maybe you might enjoy it more than your actual job but you're still working like you're not having right. that rest you know so yeah money, so <laughs> yeah really exactly yeah exactly so what caused you like to look into judaism like what happened that made you say like obviously you you saw that shabbat you know um they were sitting together but what was that thing that caused you to look into judaism or what what happened it's actually different types of series so in the um when i first started dating my husband the holiday that we first celebrated together was rosh hashanah so from Rosh Hashanah all the way to the next Rosh Hashanah, there was just like a bunch of like series of like events where I would like notice like different types of like practices that they do, Yom Kippur, Hanukkah, with the donuts and everything, lighting the candles, and then comes Pesach. So that was a bit interesting for me because we were doing the Haggadah at that time, whatever Haggadah we're doing, um, and then we would read, 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 read. And then all of a sudden, they opened the door and they were like, Elio, Elio, it's no coming. And me, the clueless girl, I'm just like, who are they inviting? And it's so funny because like someone passed by <laughs> and I'm like, oh, is that Elio? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, Elio is like this um, Sadiqi. <laughs> and then they you were like waiting on Elio to come in. <laughs> And I'm just like, is it a like, is it a tradition where they ask like a person named Eliyahu to like? It would, it would have been so funny if that guy was actually called Eliyahu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was that was a turning point for me, I guess, when they when they were telling the stories about Elijah Eliyahu, and it was just like fascinating, like wow, like I I didn't know that those things actually. It's very so mystical for me yeah so for some reason after that i'm I'm scared of ghosts first of all so when they were doing that it was kind of like freaky in some ways like oh my gosh like is he are they trying to be in the ghost <laughs> <laughs> like is he gonna sit beside me is he gonna drink the wine what, what are what are what are those <laughs> am i gonna just wake up in the morning and then the wine's not there or how should that really happen <laughs> yeah it was very sense like so, it must have been like weird for you like to see suddenly like such a scenery yeah so i really couldn't get that off of my mind for like the next two weeks and i guess because of that i was so curious that i started like looking at information and then i came upon chabad.org and i just like researched everything when i saw that ish.org chabad.org and then from then on um I really like saw myself like, okay, so conversion, converting to Judaism. At the time, I wasn't thinking even of like Orthodox Judaism. I really was, I wasn't very well versed of what kind of conversion I should be doing. So I really did my research for at least a good six months before I made the decision that I would go to like my rabbi's class. Um, but yeah, I think that was like the turning point. And then yeah basically that that's, that's so when I decided, about, like, like events do, do you know like do you remember kind of like which kind of events that happened like besides the Eliyahu event <laughs> uh, <laughs> um I really uh, honestly like on that one year period from Rosh Hashanah to 
the next. Um, I just really, I guess, different types of like holidays, like being able to experience them firsthand as a secular person and looking and looking at the different types of like practices that they do, like why do we light the Hanukkah? Why do we um, fast on Yom Kippur? Is there other fast? So I guess every single time there's a holiday, I would just like have that curiosity and I have like, like a thousand question. And then whenever they would explain, I, I wasn't talking to a rabbi just yet at that time. So whenever they would explain to me in a very, how do I say like surface level way, I don't know, like I felt like I know that there's something deeper. Right, I, I, I there's that, something more. Yeah, I know that I need to like know more. So I guess because of those things, I started going to classes. But then when I started to go, when I started going to classes, that's the time I really understood that what kind of Jew I want to be and what kind of path or what path I want to take. Right. From the moment that you like started to take those classes, did you feel immediately like this is what I want to do or did it take like some time or like, like what caused you to say like, okay, I want to be Jewish? It took, it, it, it took some time because I, I, I was, I was afraid because I, I was afraid to like, it's a big commitment, first of all. Right. And I was afraid that what if like, <laughs> very convert scenario, but what if like, I'm able to only like do this mitzvot and I'm not able to like do the other mitzvot. Like for example, um, when I started like Orthodox classes, they said that, okay, once you get married, you have to cover your hair. And I'm like, my hair. Yeah. And I always like wear modest, so I, no more bikinis, no nothing. And then you have to like keep kosher. Like those things coming from a person who doesn't practice any of those, those, those were like overwhelming in the beginning. Right, right. Because you like, you grew up Catholic, but you didn't really like grow up religious, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, we wouldn't, we would just go to like church when someone has a birthday or something like that. But yeah, I know I have, I, I know that I have a connection with God because even before, as a, you know, in my old uh, previous religion, I wouldn't acknowledge the person that they're talking to. I'd only just pray to God. For me, this, right. it didn't make sense to like right. pray to another person and then, you know, so. I knew that I had that spirituality in me. So yeah, so I guess what I did was I took it like little by little, like, okay, I can't take everything all at once. So where can I, what's the easiest for me to like take upon right now? So I guess we started with kosher. Uh, we started to kosher as well. <laughs> <laughs> How did you start? We started like by not eating like scampies and stuff like that. I don't know yeah. how you start. yeah. <laughs> so we, yeah, we just started um, basically changing our pants. Uh, uh, you even the beginning. changed your pants? Yeah, because, really? you no. Know, yeah, but it's funny because I have to change them again later yeah, on. Yeah, so that's like, you know. <laughs> I didn't know that we have, because it's like, a, like we're just starting. I it's didn't know that. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. I knew that I was going to change it again because I know we're going to make a lot of mistakes. So I just like basically bought like the cheapest pants just to like start with something. Because back then in, in our old pants, like I really cooked the most unkosher things. And um, I wouldn't feel, even if I would like kosher it and re-kosher it, I, I honestly just wouldn't feel right. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah so, we were yeah. never like, a like I don't know, my husband, like, like I said, in the past, he, he worked on Shabbos. But he would never eat like milk and meat for some reason. He would like, yeah. I don't know, you know, like it's funny kind of because like I remember, oh, it's such a funny story. I remember <laughs> one time, like it was really much in the beginning that, um, <laughs> and my husband is Israeli, you know, so it's kind of funny the way they were saying it. So I remember I, I, I was like one time at, uh, at a place where he was, like he had an apartment for himself and um, here in Belgium and um, and I remember all, I was like thinking oh you know what I will I will cook my husband a nice dinner so I didn't really know how to cook so much you know like I I was like 18 like I didn't really know like to cook you know 
So the only thing I know was like chicken. So I'm making chicken. <laughs> I'm making chicken with the salad. And my husband comes home and he's like, wow, you know, like she's like, if he tells the story, it's really funny because she's like, she's like, oh wow, it was really amazing, you know, like she she's pretty and she's she's nice and she can cook, like I have the jackpot, you know, like and then eating it and he's like why this chicken how did you make it it's so tasty and i tell him not just with butter and chicken and he's like what you made the chicken in the butter <laughs> but it's funny because that's how we really usually make chicken yes. to make it really tasty. but it's so it was so funny because once he realized he was with butter he's like love more you know like how oh, i can eat such a shit it's <laughs> like it's like baking it is in his own milk you know like my mom is the worst but like i didn't know what i can do it was really funny like you know these things you only you only experience like only afterwards you start seeing like oh you know i wasn't supposed Absolutely. to yeah i was doing the same thing before like in the beginning because i found out that you have to, when you eat dairy or like when you eat meat before dairy you have to like wait six hours and in the beginning, I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll just do like two hours from now, and then I'll build myself. We did, we did, we did that too. We was like, you know, the cuisine they actually do three hours, but it's not kosher, mamash. They just no. don't know where it's come from because the only one that do less than six hours are the Germans, which is four, and I, I don't know what the reason is. Really? But yeah. So and we, we I did didn't... three for a while, and then somebody told us three is not legit. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense because then like. In, in terms of like science, um, digesting like meat takes about six hours. Yeah, yeah. So it only it only it only makes sense that it wasn't kosher. But I guess in in everything that we did when we were starting, it was like that. Like, okay, we'll do this first, and then later on, if it's more comfortable, then we'll do the next step. Right, then... right. So like like I said, what what made you like say like I want to become Jewish? because of the classes and because of everything that you learned or it's because of it, it's it's really because of everything like the like everything about Judaism like the Shabbat the holidays it's just everything all in one like I really truly believe that every I, I don't know how to explain it but everything just makes sense like the more the more that I'm studying it the more that I'm learning the deeper ends of everything why we why we celebrate everything why we keep Shabbat and it just really opened my eyes and made sense. And, and some, in some ways, I really did felt like I have like a third eye. And it felt like, you know, looking at like the secular world compared to like what Judaism is, it's like, you know, the truth. Right. And right. I guess that's really why I wanted like to be a full on Jew, because I really felt like I, I did belong. This is where I am meant to be. And with all of, and I look back in my life, when after I became a Jew, I look back in my life and it's so funny how like I guess like later I saw myself I'm like wow like Hashem was really preparing me ever since I was in the Philippines all the way up until like now. So I guess I just I really just felt that I don't know like this is where I belong. Yeah, I hear that. Like I I, I feel completely like the, the same way, but yeah. Like just to, to make it like clear to people, because I really like hear you for me, it was the same people, yeah. the same way. Um, yeah. And I feel like everything in my life, like every single thing is like, was so planned out for me to make this yeah. choice. But like, yeah. could you give an example like of that you say like Hashem really prepared me, like even like when I was in the Philippines living only like between Catholics, like how did you feel like he was preparing you? Could you give like one example or something like that? Um, okay, first of all, you know what? Yeah. So in my family, even though we're all Catholic, we have Christianity, I would say. Okay. There's different, we have five different religions. And as a child, because my parents, they weren't so religious. They're just very, they're very spiritual. They said, okay, believe in God and everything. I'd go to like each religion. Okay. And I would go to, and I, I'm always like so interested in like, how they do things and everything. But then there's one religion, it's not Judaism, but in some ways it has so many connection with Judaism. I can't say it because the name of the, their religion is the Mamash holy name of Hashem. 
Okay. So I just say witnesses. I don't know if you. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so my aunt and uncle, they're very like well versed in in terms of like like the the Bible, and they when they told me the stories of like how Yitzchak and Yahweh are, we would always have like Bible studies, and we 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 never learned about like the New Testament that they have. We always learned the Old Testament, which is like the Torah close to the Torah. <laughs> right. Um, so the closest, basically, the closest to the Torah. Yeah. So I guess I, I like every single time, like, I mean, growing up, whenever they talk about like the Bible, every single time they talk about like the New Testament, it's just I don't connect to it. It, it doesn't make any sense for me. Like I understand Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov all the way to like Moshe, all the way to like King David. But after that, yeah. After like the second Beit Hamikdash uh, fell, everything just did not make any sense. Like I would always have questions to like um, the priests at that time, the nuns, because I went to like a Catholic school, Same. and they can never like like why do I have why why can I not I know this is like TMI, but like why can I not have like an abortion or why why do I always have to like follow the Ten Commandments? Like yeah. tell me why. And then they're just like, because God said so. Do yeah. good. They don't give you like an, an, an answer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and when, when I went after all of like my different types of like experiments with different religion, when I got to Judaism and I had the same questions, when I asked those questions, my rabbi is like, come here. And then he would like point me out in the Torah, the Rashi commentary, you know, my husband, he had like a lot of like books in terms of like, and hot and everything and everything like just made sense yeah yeah they have an answer and i think that's also like such a big thing like also for me i really like relate like to you know your story and like the way just you are i feel like we're very similar in some ways even though yeah. that we grew up like different but like you know uh because i also <laughs> went to a catholic school and i also like always was like so i was so against the tide i was going like i almost was yeah. rebellious like you know But just because I found that I didn't have like any answers, like nobody was going to tell me like, yeah. like it's just because like, no, that's not what I want to hear. Sorry. Like I want to hear yeah. the explanation. Um, yeah. So I definitely Absolutely. Or they talk about like idol worship, right? Yeah. We talk about Avodazara, but then there's an Avodazara. Yeah, true. With, with Catholicism, yeah. in my head, I'm just, that's one of the questions that I've asked. Like, okay, why, if we don't believe in those kind of, we're not supposed to believe in those kind of stuff then why do we have statues everywhere everywhere of different types of like saints or like yeah you know, so true yeah so and then they will they, they would just like tell me oh because they did something good in the past blah, blah, blah. so i so i like asked them like okay where did you get that information how did you know that they did good in the past and then they're like oh in the bible like okay show me yeah. you can never show me right Right. So, yeah, I guess, I guess that's why it all right. made sense. Why I became Jewish. Right, right. <laughs> this is it's a, it's it's true. Like I think it's so beautiful, you know, just to like see really clear how Hashem prepared you every step of the way, just until yeah. that point where it was like, okay, and now you can get a small push, and then you can still choose like whether you want to like make that huge change or not because obviously like everybody experiences struggles what was like what were some of those struggles for you struggles in like, did you of, struggle like, like did you experience i'm sure like you know but like in the, in the conversion honestly i'm not gonna lie i mean everything was overwhelming but i didn't struggle in the conversion i think the struggle was after conversion right Right. You know, when you have to do everything and you yeah. cannot make a mistake. And I mean, you, you, you can make, you still can make a mistake. I mean, we're only human. However, obviously, the, the less mistake that we do, the better. And plus, I guess it's just like my daily routine as a woman. That was a struggle for me because in the beginning, everything was so exciting. I want to pray every day with the same, like, I don't know, like with the Havana. same, like, Mm. but then when you do it all the time every day sometimes it just becomes like okay i'm reading this yeah 
Sure. And I didn't feel like the Havana. So I guess those are my struggles. Like, you know, even if I love head covering per se, but there will be days where I'm like, I just want to let my hair out. Yeah. Just why? Yeah. Even though you know why and you're, you're, you're like, you know, you, you know why you have the image. Now you have, you have everything that you need to like, know. I still, I still question it from time to time. Yeah. Not because I'm against it. It's just, it's like, it's made Right. So right. It's, it's those things. I guess, yeah. I guess everything is a struggle. It's just, it all depends from time to time. But for you, the struggle mostly became after you like converted. Yeah. That when that was when the struggle like really started for you, or no, like after I got married. Uh, after you got that married, was... how how long yeah. did you had in between your conversion to your marriage? Oh, like I think three months. Oh, uh, you okay? So my by by me was three months before my conversion. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I had to oh, yeah. separate with my with my husband three yeah. months, and then I had my conversion. Then a week after I got married. So I guess that three months was in between you your conversion and your yeah 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 before mm-hmm. I get married yeah um and yeah in the beginning of the first three months I didn't even notice because you know I was planning for the wedding right but then I, I if I'm gonna be honest I guess the true struggle happens after I got married probably like six months after I got married six months um, yeah six months after I got married that's the time where because you know after you converted it's not like you stop learning you have to like learn more and more and right. more and Hashem, me and my husband were becoming more Mahmirim and some other things and those are the struggles like the little add-ons that we learn like for example um in our house Hashem would be Israel. right so for me it's still hard for me to keep Khalav Israel to like when I'm eating outside you know, because right. I already have like less of a less of a less option in terms of like kosher food. So yeah, so that's still like a struggle for me up until today. Well, I'm working on it, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem like I said, yeah. like we keep Kalav kosher, Kalav Israel over here. But, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, I, I like I hear you, but for me that struggle was more during my kiwur because they oh. like required for me a lot of like, Thing, like my gear took a long time, you know, Baruch Hashem, I had a lot of time to work on many things, you know, yeah. I don't know, like how, how long your gear in total um, took. I think my gear took about one year and two months. Yeah, so mine took like, like the, the actual converting took like two years. And then I did one year, one year pre-gear. So in that first year, it's like obviously kosher. And like, by the time I actually contacted my bedin, I already took like, like kept like Shabbat. I already kept Sniut. I already kept going. It's like, so it's, you're taking the more levels, like, you know, <laughs> but also here, like we live in a like very Haredi community. And I don't know, that, wow. that's, you know, they, 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 I don't want to say they expected that, but that's, that's what it, what it is here. Like, you know, I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel yeah, like, absolutely. I feel like everybody has like a different, because the length of the gear, sometimes I was, I remember really feeling like, why is mine taking so long? Like, I don't know if you ever felt that, but I, I saw like everybody converted. Yeah, I saw like in Israel, it's two point here in America. Why is mine taking so long? But about Baruch Hashem, you know, because I, I had a lot of time to work on a lot of things. And I, I obviously struggled with it with it too as well, because you have so many tasty things like in, not Chalav Israel and not Pat Israel, you know, like the the bueno and the chocolate, you know. I live in Belgium. The best Belgium chocolate is like obviously from Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> I can't eat it. Like, you know how hard it was for me. Like, can you imagine? I'm Belgian. Like not to eat Belgian chocolates. <laughs> That's what you guys are like best for. Yes. <laughs> You know, like, but okay, well, Hashem. <laughs> you know, slowly but surely, you find like other things that kind of like replace those things. <laughs> yeah. And also, I also, Asian food. what? All the Asian food. Right. And I slowly also yeah. find that the things that you can't eat, anyway, you forget the taste. I feel like after a while, like Hashem blesses us with such a short memory <laughs> that you forget the taste of it. <laughs> um, That's true right so yeah. yeah 
So what was like something that you struggled with um, taking on during your year? Did you struggle with anything? Like taking I guess on? taking on modesty was easy for me. It was it was it was the big stuff like Shabbat. That was that was tough for me because I never I never practiced Shabbat, but now I love Shabbat. Like it's I can't wait for like Shabbat to happen for like my phone to go away. But yeah, I, I definitely was Shabbat. I mean, in the first I think two months when I started like my classes, like I said, we would like cut pieces. I would like do it in increments. Like okay, I'm not gonna watch TV, but I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my phone. Maybe I'll still cook here and there. And then the next week after that, I wouldn't cook. I'd prepare everything, but then I'd still like watch TV and stuff. And then slowly, slowly till the only thing that I need to like do is that one, the one um, thing that we need to break because uh, from what my rabbi told me, like we can't as a as a secular person or right. as a, we, can't, yeah. like, we can't do the 39. So I'm saving that until the end. Like I'm only saving that one thing just in case the emergency, the AC didn't work, right. the fridge. Yeah. So it took me about to like perfectly follow Shabbat in all its detail. It took me about four months. Right. Right. Actually, less than that, three months. I think. It's so funny, you know, because they usually say you you need to do that until like the last moment of Shabbat, and then you need to break it, right? So yeah. I I told like my teacher I was like you know I'm so sorry I feel so bad because I I, I forgot it I forgot about the light I don't know what to do and it happened more Shabbat you know like it happened more times so she, he says okay yeah. in order to break the Shabbat after you light your candles do something to break it <laughs> instead of all the miracles yeah. I did it in the beginning I I didn't know what to do you know like I kept like the Shabbat like a kosher way and I was I wasn't allowed it's it's funny that you're saying that because when when I was very confident in keeping Shabbat already, what I would actually do is that after I turn off uh, with the matches, I turn on the light, I blow it, and then that's it. Right, right. That's yeah. nice. So that's what I did before. Right. But then yeah. I would have this. That's a nice way, though. Like, I like that. I always had, like, the light, because, like, I was, yeah. like, after Friday night, like, you know, I just wanted my house right. to be dark, and we, we don't right. have, we right. still don't have today, so I don't know why, but we don't have that electric, that thing that we can put on for the lights to support you know like oh. you know the 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 you have such a thing that you can book uh, oh, like, a, like a dimmer not a dimmer but like like you can put on the on the on the the electricity box and it, it, it will go on out go on and off automatically you have automatically. Oh, okay. so we, we didn't we don't have it still you know we're still those people that leave something on the whole time <laughs> Yeah, we still we still too as well. Yeah, I but like, you know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did, you know there were so many things that I didn't know that now I think like you know do you know they have they have such a things like to paste in front of your your um switch, not to touch it. Like even if you press on it, it's not clicking off. And I only noticed like now, like how did I not know about those things? You know, <laughs> I you know I, I mean yeah the cover. Yeah, it's I like think a so. cover for the switch, like that you cannot yeah. really like turn the switch off. Yeah. We we have that, but the timer thing, I never, I I never even knew about that. Yeah, yeah, it exists. I just don't know how to install it. I, I mean, <laughs> I might need to work about it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, obviously, like at some point, you had to tell your family, like, tell me how how that went, like you know, coming from background. <laughs> So Baruch Hashem, you know, I think that was also something that was easy because my mom really loved my husband, Shai. The moment, even though we weren't religious at that time, the moment she met Shai, she just, she just, you know, ma mother's intuition. She just knows that he's a good guy. Oh, so that's cute. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, when I told her that, okay, I mean, she, she already understood because she understands, she she worked in Saudi Arabia before and a lot of like Filipinos who marry Arab, they tend to like convert. So in the beginning when we weren't actually religious or even like thinking about conversion, she already asked me like, so, you know, your husband is Jewish, he's Israeli. Um, the first thing she asked, like, how are you going to raise your children? And <laughs> I told her like, 
honestly, I don't know. I'm not even thinking about children right now. We'll, you know, we'll decide when we get to the bridge. And then she told me that, you know, it's a potential that you might convert. So when I, when it's time to tell her that, okay, mom, so I'm going to convert. Um, I'm very open with her, you know, like in the beginning, I told her like, I'm going to convert, but you know, I'm, I'm still going to be, <laughs> I'm not going to like follow everything. I'm not going to be so hardcore. And then later on, like, liat, liat, slowly, slowly, I tell her like, okay, mom, so I, I, I can't go out on like Shabbat anymore. Or like, if you're, if you're going to come over on like Friday, um, I won't be able to like text you. So just like come over or if it's okay for you not to like use your phone or if we, um, if you want to go eat outside, like before I would go to the restaurants that they go to drink water and stuff like that. But even that, like now I, I, I don't even want to go there because it's just like, I feel like it's like just tempting myself and putting myself why? in like, like why? Because I sometimes still like go with my mom just on a terrace to drink something. Let's say yeah. you don't do that. Like, I mean, she likes going to like Israeli places anyways, kosher places. Right. And you have more options there probably. But like here, you know, like I sometimes go to like a terrace and just like, you know, sit outside and drink like a beer or something. Or um, No, she, we don't, she doesn't really like usually do that. We don't really usually do that. We, we like going to restaurants. Oh. So before I would like, if she, if she likes a restaurant that she likes, I'd, I'd still go with her. However. And she would eat just, and you would sit there? Yeah, and it's uh, just like I'm a foodie. Yeah, and I know she's eating, and in my head I started like I start like thinking, and like for some reason I taste the food that she's. Eating. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a bad yetzara. So I also try to avoid that. Right, understand. It's for like for right. No, no, no. It's true. Like you have a sentence in the Torah that says like, "Don't trust yourself." something yeah. like along the line of that like that's the point like, of the sentence i don't know, know if that exactly but i know there is a sentence that says don't trust yourself and it's true yeah but yeah when i told my mom about it she was very accepting she she didn't really like say nothing honestly she's like all right i support you the hard part was my dad because even though my dad wasn't religious he was very spiritual like he'd still go to church and He'd still, you know, like he, he cares about those kind of things. I don't know why, because whenever I ask him, like, what's going to be the difference? It's still, I'm still going to be the same. You know, I, I have a lot of like restriction, but it's something that I don't mind personally. Like, what, what are your thoughts? I asked him. And, you know, as a father, he's just like concerned if, if this is something that I want to do. He also said that, you know, um, I know that you're going to do this, but like once you, I don't know how he notes this, but like he told me that once you converted and you decided not to, they're going to like, they're going to cut you off and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I don't think I'm going to, whatever happens, I'm staying. So in the beginning, it, it need, I needed to kind of like explain him why I'm doing this till he gets comfortable and, you know, he really truly understand that this is something that I really want to do right um eventually like he said that after my conversion he said I'm so proud of you this is such an achievement for you spiritually and then also because um also because you know as our personality changed honestly from who I am before to who I am now like I, I really did change and then so he liked those changes he likes the fact that Back then, I don't even talk to him. I talk to him like Christmas, Thanksgiving, his birthday. But we're, it's nothing, nothing, nothing is wrong with us. But the fact that I guess because of Judaism, I also became family oriented. And he started liking that. That's why nice. he, he so also nice. in some ways, he loved it. Yeah, that's so nice. That's so nice that they also see that change, you know? Yeah, bro, Hashem. <laughs> it must be like night. Like I, I know, like for me, like sometimes I remember, like I think my wedding was the biggest, like thing for my mom to see, like what Jewish Judaism. Like obviously they would come sometimes for Shabbat, but like what really the Jewish community here and the Jewish people are like. And I remember, like my grandma also. My grandma also always lived 
here, like in the community. And she said, um, you know, I never, I always, like, I never had something against Jewish people, like my grandma said to me, yeah. And then she said, but on your wedding, like, I have, a, I, from there, I got a bigger love for the Jewish people. And I, I was just like, so like, you know, like, it's, it's so special, like when they see that too, you know, because yeah. it's important to have that peace, like, but I feel like when I, whenever they, I don't know if you feel the same, yeah, but whenever they see that, that you have peace with yourself, within your religion, and just that you come more to your source, that they, they really are happy at the end, right? No, I, I, oh, definitely, absolutely, like, I guess just like, for my mom, he, she really saw me in my element. She, she told me that, you know, seeing you from before to seeing you now, like, I really, I really like our relationship. I, I really like what you've become. I, I, I like that you promote modesty in, in such a beautiful way without having, without feeling like as if you're being, I don't know, like, oppressed in some ways. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No, but no, I, I made, I told her, like, I made sure to like, you know, comfort her and tell her like, nope, it's, it's nothing like that. Don't believe anything that you watch on TV. Cause she, she watched like, like, for example, she watches a lot of like Netflix, like, um, those kind of like shows like unorthodox, all of those. And she started like thinking like, oh my gosh, is, is that what's happening to my daughter? She's being forced. And I always have to, like, reassure her. <laughs> I always have to reassure her like that's TV. That's actually a bad type of TV. I can show you, you know, you can come with me to like holidays and I'll show you what Judaism is and how beautiful it is and how family oriented it is and how just like everyone's like nice to each other. Right. And then the first year that I converted, she, you know, she did come like with me to like different types of like events. And then she really, she really saw like how beautiful everything. Wow. Was. That's really nice. That's nice. Yeah. Like, too, yeah yeah do you feel do you sometimes feel though that like your relationship has some it's sometimes a bit hard for you like between you to your family no actually the opposite um like i said before we didn't we didn't connect we don't i don't communicate with them i don't know why i don't know how i guess it's just like my type of person at that time but ever since i converted like i don't know like my connection like with both of my parents are just like like so good like I'm more Baruch connected Hashem. with them now than before it's crazy Baruch Hashem. It's really nice. would be yeah yeah um so like what is the hardest mitzvah for you now oh my gosh <laughs> it's a hard question <laughs> if you need to choose one <laughs> I guess the hardest 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 thing is what's the hardest thing hmm you know what I, uh, this is this is something that's really hard for me that's the hardest right thing. right why you know it's so funny that you say that because that's something that i also really struggle with like yeah. not necessarily talking about others i don't struggle with that so much but i do struggle just with talking only good like Sometimes I'm just yeah. like losing it, you know, <laughs> like not not about yeah. cursing or something like that, but just like to talk yeah. about everything, you know. Um... Yeah, and that's something I'm also uh, I'm also working on because sometimes you know I really don't notice when you're in the groove of talking. Yes, that's where the head gets to you when yes. you're in the groove of talking. You don't really. We should be thinking what we're saying sometimes. We don't think like, about everything. Yes. Yeah, it's not so obvious. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I'm really working on. Even with my husband, like I feel bad. Like sometimes I'd share with him something. And then I notice that he's like, okay, change the topic. And I'm like, yeah. So true. No, no, it's so true. I struggle with that too. Like I'm always like, please, Hashem, help me today to speak only good. <laughs> you know, only Lishon Dov. It's really something. It's it's something difficult. You know, and like you said, you don't always notice it. So, um, like, like how do you how do you deal with that still? Like, so sometimes if you have a struggle, like obviously before we 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 during the conversion, like you said, and also I agree with that that you put something in steps, like you do it in steps. Do you still do that, or how do you deal with it now? Oh, I, I definitely. That's like my 
that's like my mantra like do it if, if it's hard for you do it one step at a time so in the beginning <laughs> i would be in if for example because right now i only talk to most of the time with my husband so in the beginning you know like he would change the topic and then i would like be pissed off of like why you don't want to talk about it like i'm just sharing something with you but then now i realize that sometimes whenever he changed the topic it it's like him saying that, okay, let's change the topic. Maybe what I'm saying is not nice. So slowly, slowly, like whenever I'm, if, for example, if I want to talk about something, I first think like, okay, maybe if I want to share this, maybe give me a second, like, let me think if this is something that it's okay to share with him. Or maybe I could just like share like bits of pieces without like having to do a shanara um, because I don't want him to also be involved in that because right. that's the thing in Lushara, it's not just you it's also the listener right right and, and sometimes that's like a, you know a big responsibility so that's what i'm that's what i'm doing um i really am just trying to like think of what i'm um, saying i'm trying to like limit of what i share I don't, Baruch Hashem, it's not, it's not that I gossip or anything anymore. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, However, yeah, that's something that I'm working on. And right. yeah. Same, same, same. 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 I'm just happy that we're in it together. <laughs> so what, what is like your favorite mitzvah, like ever? Okay, you said Shabbat. That is like, I don't know if that's your favorite mitzvah. I like Shabbat because I love resting, but I guess the mitzvah that I really, really like is dressing up Sanua. Right. I enjoy that. Not because I love shopping. That's also one. <laughs> I just love the fact that every single time I dress up, I feel like a true princess. Right. Like I always like, you know, I, I always I'm I'm very into like history, especially like royal royalty stuff I love those kind of histories and I never heard anyone of the royal family like wear a bikini wear this wear that right, like they're really. always like proper and I, I just admire that that's also one of the reasons why I want to convert it to Judaism it's because I want to be that person I want to be that eshetayim. yeah that's beautiful I, I totally agree though like I think modesty was one of the few things that was really really hard on me during my gear, but I really, I don't know. I felt like I first started by trying obviously to cover like everything. And then I started to work more on that style of like Bat Melech. And I feel like once like, I felt like more into that, I'm like, okay, you know, like this is really nice. I never dress up yeah, exactly. like the way I do like every day, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the fact that it really makes me feel secure and that I'm not trying to like please anyone but I'm only trying to like please Hashem that for me honestly is so fulfilling every single nice. time I dress up and I'm modest and I look back to where I was before and how I'm just like choosing just like instantly that I have to wear modest that for me is like wow that's crazy and I don't nice. like it's and the most beautiful about it is like I don't even feel bad about it anymore nice. so that that's what I love modesty that's also what I like though, you know, like I feel something that I've learned throughout my view. I feel like you have a period of time when, when you're taking on something new, something can be really difficult. Like, right, you know, you can struggle with it. But once you take like that step and another step and you, you come closer to that goal and you work throughout that struggle, then it, it becomes easier. Like, right. I think that's what that's a really, really good advice for like anyone who's wanting to convert is that everything is hard. There's no, nothing is in Judaism is easy. However, if you truly have the heart for it, like doing it step by step would lead, and actually working on it would actually lead you to the, you know, to your goals and to like what you want to begin with. Right, right. Right. I think that's beautiful. Like, I think that's beautiful. Advice. Like, and, and maybe advice. just like one last question for you. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever want to quit? Like, Did you ever have you had something like that's it? I can't anymore. You know what? No, I never really wanted to quit, but I did have like 
you know, I do have struggles, but I never, I never, I never want to quit. It's something because the thing is like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like Judaism is my life. Right. And because of Judaism, like I really saw how I'm supposed to be and to like cut that off, you know, to cut that off, just like throw that away. I, I, I feel like I'd be lost. And that's what I felt before. I was so lost. But now whatever problems that comes along, whether hard, whether like whatever it may be, because I'm Jewish, I, I'm fine with it. Like, how can, how can I, how can I quit when Hashem's like, I'm like this with Hashem now. We're best friends. Right. I can't quit. Right. I will never quit. And this is, I just, I don't know, like, it's really hard for me to explain, but it's just something that if there's something that I'm sure, it's this that I will never quit. The only one that I love is Hashem. The only one that the, the only one that I thought I want to follow is like the Torah and Hashem and that's it. Right. Because like like I must have like I don't I know I had my struggles, like obviously becoming religious with my husband. It, it must have been hard, no? Like also Mama should oh, yeah. for your relationship. Like I, right. I know mine was like, you know? So did that you make feel like that's it? I'm not doing this anymore. Actually, that was my fear. The, 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 one of the biggest fear that I have was what if like me and my husband are like this? We're not right. in Because some, I, I've heard, and there's a lot of stories that the other one is more religious than the other one. Right. So, but it never, I mean, like I said, so yeah, far. I very Sephardic Moroccan. <laughs> it's a <laughs> I mean, Baruch Hashem, you know, um, so far, sometimes he would, he would really be on a, on a roll, like with his studies. And I'm kind of like, somewhat like in a plateau. But when I see him, he, it would encourage me. And yeah, like that's, one of the fears that I have of Hashem so far, we've always been on the, on the same page. Or if he is going more than I am, I support him completely. And it's something that I never said that I never really stopped him from like, oh, don't go to classes. Like, oh, you're coming too religious. Like, wait for me. Never. Right. Like, we just let each other be. So, yeah, this is this is why I never really thought about like quitting. I never, it never really came to my mind. I was like so scared. <laughs> you 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 were made for this. Like that's it, you know. Like, would you have any advice to to people that are in that position though? Like, would you have any advice for people like that? The husband is more religious, or the wife is more religious. Like, what to do or how to deal with that? <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, yes. I guess yes. Um, I guess just always like be mindful of your partner at the end of the day even though your partner both of you are still two different people so respect each other's like boundaries if a person can only do this for now then you know what fine do that for now but don't be the person just because you can only do that for now doesn't mean you have to like stop the person who's growing as a matter of fact if you can only do that for for now then you have to like make sure that you put all of your support to your spouse 100% and that way he or she can you know can do better and because when your spouse is going higher you're also going higher so for me that's that that's that's it like always have respect for your spouse always you know always be mindful of you know how you are I guess like in, in terms of like your support and yeah just just be respectful just be just be mindful of like their boundaries always just make sure that you know you support each other because that's the only thing you can do as a wife that's a big thing we have to always support our husband whatever wherever they may be whatever they may decide we have to support them unless they decide to be something the opposite <laughs> then you know what <laughs> I think you need to talk to Rabbi. <laughs> right, right. No, but it's, I think that those are beautiful words, like to end this amazing um, conversation of, but like, it's it's really true what you said, and it's it's hard to 
to have respect if you feel like you want to grow more and you want to you know go deeper into the tour but it's right because it that that's where everything starts so but yeah i want to thank you so so much like it was truly my honor to have like to hear your experience firsthand <laughs> i'm so happy that hard for me i just want to let people know it's hard for me to like you know talk or answer questions it's like i get so nervous but you know what you make me so comfortable it's just like having like a sister talking to like you did because sister we are one. sisters we are you know that's a menu like we cannot be more sisters than this you know amen, amen. <laughs> no I'm, i'm i'm really really happy that you you know like shared your story i really was like happy to hear it um i think you have an amazing story and you had some amazing advice like thank you so much for sharing what you shared you. and um, of course like i'm really happy really excited and to the ladies listening thank you so much for listening until the end and please if you do enjoy it please do share it with your friends but remember that it's ladies only um and yeah hope to see you next time like to, to not to see you obviously like that the ladies shall come the, the next time as well for our next guest on the Gerin series and um i'm sending you a lot of lot of love from uh <laughs> sorry, sorry. What? That's a bachelor for lovely. For lovely. Amen. 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 Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem. And I send you much love from Leah.